0: You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Okay, guys, well, I'm going to go ahead and pray and get us going this morning. So, Father, I thank you for this next episode in our Creative Dominion series. And I thank you that you are serious about us getting this. You are actively involved in channeling heaven to earth and manifesting your kingdom Uh, all around us and through us, Lord. It is our inheritance, Father. It's our heritage. Your kingdom is where we live. It's where we have our citizenship. It's what is truly real. And so, Father, I just pray that as we hop into today's episode, Father, that you would just pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding so that we might Know that we might experience the hope of our calling, that we might step into a greater manifestation of our union with Jesus so that we can co-create with you, so that we can live from another realm, your realm, the realm of heaven. And so, Father, we just give you permission. Take us where we need to go today. Shine the light on what we need to see. Renew our minds. Correct our vision. And cause us to step into the fullness of what it means to be a new creation in Christ, alive forever, eternally yours, so that we can, Father, uh, be a display of your goodness and of your glory while we are here on earth and fulfill our purpose, fulfill our destiny and do seemingly impossible things because the impossible is possible for you. So, Father, we just um, ask you now to uh, lead us every step of the way through this teaching today. I yield my body as an instrument of righteousness. I yield uh, completely to you. I yield my mind. I yield all of my faculties. And I thank you, Father, that you are the one speaking while I'm speaking. And we just thank you for all of this in Jesus name. Amen. Well, we're back. We're back after a little bit of a hiatus, hiatus, uh, because I've been traveling a bit. But it was super awesome to get away. But it's always super awesome to be back too. So I am pumped up today. God's been speaking to me. You know, whenever I go away and have some, you know, some quiet time, some rest time, I just always come back. I feel just on fire, full of revelation, and ready to pour it out. So I'm going to do my best to try to control myself today and not get too excited and stumble over my words because I just have so much that I want to share. Uh, and I'm going to just try to break this down uh, precept upon precept. So I want to kick off today with just a reminder. I feel like I do this in every podcast, but I don't know about you, but I even, uh, the Holy Spirit will even lead me to go back and listen to episodes uh, of my podcast sometimes just to preach to myself because it's really easy to forget the gospel. We live in a world that is so performance driven and so natural sense dominated that it is easy to wake up not in our right minds every day. And so I just want to kick off today just with my, you know, every podcast reminder that you are a new creation, that you are one with Jesus right this very minute. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit not because of anything that you've done. This isn't based upon your own righteousness. This isn't a self-righteous based identity. No, this is a gift. You are a new creation because it's an inheritance. It's something that Jesus did to you over 2000 years ago on the cross when he was crucified as you. And you are co-identified with him completely. I know I say this scripture to you guys all the time, but I'm not going to I'm not going to stop because It is easy to forget that as Jesus is, so are you in this world right now. And this identity of being uh, one with Jesus, being filled with the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, is not something that you can see with your natural eyes. No, this is an invisible reality, but it is the true reality. Even though you can't go to the mirror and see your spirit and see how it is joined to the Lord, And that you are perfect and holy and blameless and whole and wealthy and, you know, the owner of all things because you're a joint heir with Jesus. You know, you can't see that with your natural eyes, but it is true. It is true about you right now. And this is an effortless identity. This is a. This is not something that you strive into. This is not something that you work yourself into uh, being worthy of. No, God deemed you worthy when He decided to redeem you. Uh, your value and your worth is is measured in the blood of God. It is measured by the blood of the Lamb. He deemed you worthy of His love, His unconditional love. That while we were at our worst, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He died as us. And he sees us co-included in the Trinity, in Christ. And there is nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do to mess it up. All that's left to do is enjoy it, to recognize it, to use your spiritual senses, to wake up, to, to recognize that there is a reality that is beyond this 3D material realm. And that is your true, where your true being lives. You live and move and have your being inside of God. You are hidden inside of Christ. And this is perpetually, eternally true about you because of the grace of God, because of the goodness of God. And this what, this is what makes the gospel so yummy. This is what makes, um, it's so, uh, Sometimes hard to believe because we aren't accustomed to be given, to be given everything for free. But this is the good news of the gospel. And so I wanted to, I want to remind you of that today because part of your attributes as a new creation, one of the most important attributes and characteristics of who you are is that you are a creative being. You have been recreated in Christ for supernatural works, for good works, for impossible things, if you will. Impossible for human beings, but not impossible for you living in union with Jesus. And so I want to kick off today with this truth about your identity in Christ, with this this concept that you are a co-creator with God that you are creative by nature, by your new nature. And then I want to jump into what this actually means and what this means you can do. I want to expand your uh, perception of your potential today. I want to challenge you to begin to co-create with God in ways that are going to to confront honestly your unbelief, your unbelief about you, your unbelief about what's possible, your unbelief about the the plan of God for your life. And so I wanna kick off today in Ephesians chapter four, and I'm reading out of the mirror translation. And I just wanna read a few of these scriptures to you to kind of uh, give us some context about this aspect of your new nature, the fact that you are creative. Okay. In Ephesians 421, in the mirror translation, here's what it says. It says truth is defined in Jesus. It is not possible to study him in any other context. He is the incarnation, meaning he is God in the flesh, right? It says hear him who Jesus resonate within you. The truth about you has its ultimate reference In Jesus, verse 22, for in truth of your union in him, you have stripped off that old identity like a filthy, worn out garment. Okay, I'm going to go on down to 23. It says, thus, you are habitually renewed in your innermost mind. This will cause you to be completely reprogrammed in the way you think about yourself. verse 24, it says, remain fully immersed in this God-shaped new person from above. You are created in the image and likeness of God. This is what righteousness and true holiness is all about. And so I want to highlight here this phrase that says that you are created in the image and likeness of God, which honestly... For me, it reminds me immediately of the creation account back in Genesis, where in the beginning, God created mankind, created Adam and Eve in his image and his likeness. And of course, in Jesus, he redeemed Adam and Eve and redeemed mankind to his image and likeness. But I want to go back to um, Genesis chapter one for a moment, and I want to go I want to go into the amplified version and hopefully here on my app, it's going to read it in the amplified. It's not the amplified classic, which is normally how I like to read it, but hopefully it's going to amplify what I'm wanting to bring out here. Um, okay. I want to go into verse uh, Genesis 1 Here's what it says. It says, and then God said, let us father, son and Holy spirit make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls upon the earth. So I'm gonna stop here for a moment, but this is the account of the Trinity giving mankind complete authority, in other words, dominion, over the creation, over the earth, over the universe. Right? And then in verse 28, it says, and God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subjugate it, subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over, dominate, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. And then he continues to tell them everything that he's given them. Right? And so what these two scriptures are explaining is they're explaining that the same authority and power with which God created the earth in, he then gave to Adam and Eve. He gave over to mankind. And when I say that, if you think back to how God created everything in Hebrews 11, it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And so, He, God was speaking things into existence. He was taking invisible reality, and he was making it visible. He was making it tangible. He was taking a 4D, invisible, unseen vision that he had, things from the unseen realm and he was bursting forth the created 3d realm and then giving us dominion over it. And because we are recreated in Christ, we have been recreated or redeemed into the likeness and image of God. You guys, we are creative by our very nature. We are here to bring unseen reality vision, things that we have in a vision from the unseen realm into the seen realm. And so I wanted to pause today and share with you a vision that I had, an encounter that I had with God. Number one, because you're in it. But number two, because it is a beautiful explanation of how this whole process works. And in this encounter that I had, in this vision, I was in a season or in a place where, um, You know what? I had just really forgotten. I know that this is something that we all can relate to. Sometimes it's just easy to forget our true identity. It's easy to forget that we are here to co create with God, that we don't have to live under the circumstances and the situations that are showing up in the 3D realm, that we have dominion, that we have authority over that, that we're here to transform it. We are here to release heaven, we're here to release the jurisdiction of heaven and to forbid and bind things that are existing in this realm that aren't in heaven and to lose things in this realm and to decree lawful things in this realm that are lawful and exist in heaven, right? That's from uh, Matthew 17, when when Jesus was talking to Peter and tell him that he gave him uh, he gave him uh, you know the keys of the kingdom and that the gates of hell would not prevail against it, and that he gave him authority to bind and loose, to create and to dissolve things on earth, so that it would look like heaven. And so in this vision, I was um, I was living in Colorado at the time, and I was basically sitting in the snow. And in the vision, I was so lost and so confused. I didn't even really know that I was lost and confused. I guess I was just like kind of dazed and confused kind of like you've ever seen that movie. And, um, this angel came up to me in this vision and tapped me on the shoulder and said, first of all, I said, you've forgotten who you are. Here's your keys. And he handed me these keys. And the moment that I held the keys, I saw this door open from the the seen realm into the unseen. And I knew that it was the door into the unseen realm. And this is what the angel said to me. He said, you are a bringer of the unseen into the seen, and you must go into the unseen and get the other bringers of the unseen into the scene and bring them into the scene. And in an instant, it's like I woke up, right? I understood. Oh, wait a minute. I am a bringer of the unseen into the scene. And my mission, my mandate is to go into the unseen and manifest other bringers of the unseen into the scene, which guess who those bringers of the unseen into the scene are. Beloved, that is you. You are a bringer of the unseen into the scene. And the fact that you are here today listening to this message is a testimony to the reality that I'm doing my job. (laughs) I am bringing bringers of the unseen into the scene because you are here listening to this message. So just just take a minute and rejoice for a moment because we can wake up together. We can wake up corporately and remember, oh wow, I'm a creator. I am here to bring the unseen into the scene. I am here to manifest things that are invisible and make them visible. And so this identity as a bringer of the unseen into the scene, I am just reminding you of that today, and I'm going to tell you, you also have keys. You have the keys to the kingdom. You have the keys that unlock the door to the unseen realm, and just like me, you can go into the unseen, and you can bring what you see in the unseen back into the scene. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Shalise, how can you see in the unseen? Well, you can see in the unseen, but because we have eyes of faith, we have spiritual eyes, beloved. We have the ability to see things that are not physical. We have the ability to imagine. And I have taught many times, I've given all kinds of examples and testimonies of the power of this realm. And this is the power of that God gave to human beings. This works for whosoever will. It works for whosoever will see. Whoever will imagine. Whoever will use the faculty of their imagine, imagination. Whoever will see something that doesn't yet exist and stand for it to manifest. And so as a bringer of the unseen and to the seen, I want to talk today about how we create. How do we bring things that are unseen Into the scene? How do we operate as a bringer of the unseen into the scene? Well, first and foremost, we have to have activated spiritual senses. And if you have an imagination, you've got the equipment. There isn't uh, anything magical about it except that you've yielded your imagination to the Holy Spirit. And you are operating by faith in the gift of the Spirit that's called the discerning of spirits. You know, a lot of times people think that discerning of spirits is like being able to discern evil spirits. No, it's being able to discern the spiritual realm. It's being able to operate out of enlightened eyes with a inspired imagination and encounter things in your imagination that are heavenly things. So operating in the spirit realm is not difficult. It takes faith. It just means that you have to believe that what you are seeing is being inspired by the Holy Spirit and get out of the business of doubt because doubt shuts this thing down. But I want to give you an example of this today, because what started happening after I had that encounter and after I had that vision is I began to go into that encounter a lot, right? And that's the beautiful thing about um, an encounter with God is that you can always go back to it. You can always go back to any vision that you've had or any inspired imagination that you've had with the Holy Spirit and see more. So I just started meditating on this idea that I was a bringer of the unseen into the scene. And I started walking into that door. Now, when I first started walking into that door, it was just dark in there. You know, it was like, there wasn't any light. I walked in and it was just darkness. And I want to just Talk about that for a moment, because that darkness reminded me in retrospect of the darkness that was there on the day of creation, right? It says that when, when God created the heavens and the earth, before he started speaking, you know what, there was a void there. There was a darkness. It was covering the earth, right? There was the earth that was that was without shape and without form, And so this darkness is not the kingdom of darkness. It's the pre-creative place, right? It's the place that's absent of light. It's absent of revelation. And so as I stood there in the dark there for a moment, I wasn't afraid or anything, but I just heard the Spirit say, turn on the light. And it was interesting because... You know, I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Do I speak it? Do I, whatever, but I just, I don't know. I just decided I was going to turn around on the little wall. There was like a wall between the unseen and the seen realm. And I just flipped on the the light switch. And when I flipped on the light switch, I was standing in a house. And I knew that this was a house from my future. Now, when you're in that realm, sometimes you just know things. How do you know? Because you're discerning. You're not analyzing. You just know. It just is like a gift of, of, of the spirit. It's like a word of knowledge. You just know what you're seeing. You can you can discern things. And so I just knew I was standing in a house. And I happened to know, again, I just knew that this was a house for my future. I also knew that it was either, either I don't know if it was a house that I owned or a house that I rented, but I knew that it was in a certain geographical location. And that geographical location is significant for the call of God on my life. And as I walked into this house, I can tell I remember I just I could I can tell you the layout of the house. I remember I could go and I could venture out into the backyard. It was interesting. There was like this gate uh, in, in on the back fence of the yard where I could go out. And it was kind of more like, I don't know, a little wilderness out there. Not wilderness. That's not the right word. More of like a forest out there. And there was also an office in this house. And when I went into the office, it was interesting because. I saw myself in the future and I saw my office and I, it was like my future self didn't know that I was there. Um, but I was observing my future self in this office, doing the things that I would be doing in the future. And I just began to observe the office and on the office walls, for example, there were pictures of students, pictures of people that I had trained, that I had coached, and they were pictures of accomplishments that they had accomplished. uh, And I knew that it was somehow through our connection that they were doing these things. And so there were book covers of books that people had written. There were awards like Grammy Awards and different awards that people had won for their creative works. There were pictures of people with um, world leaders. There was a guy with like standing like by a Ferrari, you know, for some reason. But there were just all of these accomplishments and all of these things that people that I had coached and mentored and been a part of their lives had accomplished. And what was interesting about it, you guys, I was very early in the launch of Emerge at this time. So it's not like any of these things had happened yet. But as I, I could go around, I could go and there was a computer sitting on a desk and I could look at, um, like the, uh, analytics of the businesses that I was running and the ministries that I was running. I could open up the file cabinets and I could look at the different files and I could actually connect with the future that God had prearranged and made ready for me. And I probably need to stop here for a moment just to tell you that this is completely scriptural, right? So there is a beautiful scripture um, about the Holy Spirit showing us the future. Let me just pull it up really quick. And it's from John sixteen thirteen, And I'm just going to read it. Um, I don't know here. I'll read it in the, the New King James. It says, however, this is John 16, 13. When he, the spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come in other translations. He says he will declare to you what is to come. He will show you things that are to come, right? So the Holy Spirit shows us the future. This is a part of what he does. This is a part of what it means to be prophetic and live from a place where we are creating with God. We are seeing the future so that we can agree with the future and bring it into the seen realm. You know, another scripture that talks about this is in Ephesians chapter 210 in the Amplified Version. And it just is a scripture that talks about that the things that God has planned for us, he planned before the worlds began. And if we go there, let me just, I'm pulling it up here. Let me go there. It says this, it says, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and ready to be used for good works, which God prepared before, uh, prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set. So that we would walk in them living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. And so I wanted to just pause there for a moment to say this is normal. Seeing the future, living from the future and bringing the future into the now is absolutely how we manifest these good works. It's how we manifest our destiny. It's how Abraham became the father of nations because God declared to him, here is your future. This is who you are. I know that you're a hundred years old. I know, or maybe older, older than a hundred. And I know that this seems impossible in the natural, but the natural will transform when you believe that you are who I say that you are. And so going back into the office, right? I'm looking on the walls and I'm just noticing, wow, look at these books that, 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 that my students and my my, my peeps have written. And at that point, I wasn't helping anybody write a book. I don't even think I had written a book yet. Actually, I do think I'd written it, but I don't know that it was published. Now that I'm looking back because I remember where I was living. And what was interesting is I spent time in this vision and I began to work. The Lord was telling me, work from the future, Shalise, work in that identity. You guys, I could see the way I looked. I could tell the clothes that I was wearing. I could, I could walk around and actually step into that future me. And I could stand on the rug and take my shoes off and feel the rug. I mean, I could, I was operating and using my spiritual senses, engaging my spiritual senses in this vision, feeling what it looked like. And one day, um, actually it was really the very first time, the very first time that I saw all those accomplishments, just to tell you how powerful this is. I came back out of that vision. I was in my morning prayer time. I came out of that vision and I happened to be going to breakfast with someone that I was coaching and mentoring. And when I showed up to breakfast, kid you not, I had no idea this was on their heart. I'm not even sure how I came up in the conversation, but the next thing you know, they're telling me how they were called to write a book and how they wanted to work with me to do it. Next thing you know, I'm helping someone write a book. From that morning, seeing it in the spirit realm to literally an hour later, bam, it manifesting. Later that afternoon, I had someone call me that I hadn't talked to in years say, hey, it was on my heart, I'm supposed to be writing this book and I felt like Holy Spirit told me that I was supposed to call you. So just because I saw the future, just because I agreed with the future, all of a sudden it was beginning to manifest. And so that is an example of what is available to us and how we are recreated and made in the image and likeness of God, because as Jesus is, so are we in this world, to operate from an unseen reality and partner with God to fulfill our destiny and to do the things that He wants to do through us. So I wanted to break it down here. How do we actually create, right? Well, one of the things that you need to know about that vision is that everything that was in that vision was already in my heart. It was already in my heart to uh, mentor and coach world changers. It was already in my heart to get the books out of people that were in them including myself i mean maybe it wasn't something that i had verbalized but those were desires in my heart this in fact the vision that i saw it was like it fit me perfectly right and so since then what i've learned is that desire in fact i'm going to do a whole series on this about the god of desire because desire is holy desire is sacred desire is a tree of life and desire is how God leads us. He gives us the desires of our hearts. And so many times in religious, you know, institutionalized Christianity, we are we are talked out of desire. We've taught, you know, taught that desire is wrong. But desire is Jesus's name. He is the desire of the nations. Desire is God. That's why he called us his bride. Because there's a desire, there's a passion in God's heart for us to live fulfilled lives, for us to feel his love and his His passion, not just for ourselves, but for other people. He created beauty because it's desirable. It's, It's just for enjoyment. And so desire is a key to creating. It is a key to having creative dominion. You know, God says in um, well, in Revelation it says that all things were created uh, by Him, through Him, and for His pleasure. We were created for His pleasure; pleasure was the point. And so, connecting to our desires is a very important part of creating because we need to to agree with God and for what we want, for what we desire. And this is not selfish; it's scriptural. In Mark eleven 24, let's just go there. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it says, and I'll just quote it um, while I'm looking it up here. It just says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Right? Let me say it again. Whatsoever, pause, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And so we must connect with desire. Jesus came up to the blind man and said, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, the man was blind. Wasn't it obvious what he needed? Well, no, Jesus still asked him. Heck, he he could have asked for some bread. He could have asked for anything. But Jesus said, what do you want for me to do? What do you want me to do for you? And he says, and, and you know what the man said? He said, that I might receive my sight, Lord. So Jesus asked him, what do you want? What do you want? And so getting, Congruent and getting aligned with our desires when we pray is the first step in co-creating. And these unseen things, these desires unfulfilled are what we manifest, you guys. This is what we co-create. We, I have a desire to see innumerable people experience union with God. I have a desire to for church reformation to see the church wake up. And, and live out of their perfection in Christ and overcome the illusion and the deception of separation. I want to eradicate human judgment and eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to, I want to release sons and daughters in union with Jesus that enjoy heaven now. You know, there's so many desires that are in my heart that are in God's heart. I mean, these are not just just spiritual desires. I mean, one of the exercises we do in Emerge that makes some Emergers really upset is we do a dream spirit storm session, right? We do a dream storm session, meaning we just, I just say, you're gonna give me a hundred dreams. They don't all have to be holy. Just tell me, I wanna ride camels in Egypt. I wanna go, uh, you know, see the Great Wall of China. I wanna, I don't know. I mean, just these things, why? For the pure pleasure of it because pleasure is a core value of heaven. It's a core value of God in his, in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasures forevermore. Right? I mean, if we're honest, one of the things we we long for heaven is a place of pleasure, a place of rest, a place without worry or angst or a place where our desires are fulfilled and we are fulfilled. Right? So, Number one, we got to connect with our desire. We need to know what it is in our hearts. What do we actually desire? And the number two, we need to receive it when we pray. What that means is we need to connect it into a future that is already there. In the same way I stepped into my future office and I could see my future self. It's no different than the way that Abraham had to see his future self. Right. It's no different than the way Gideon had to see himself or David had to see himself or Joseph had to see himself or Paul had to see himself. I mean, this is a stepping into your calling, a stepping into your identity in Christ and who you are in the body of Christ. And when we receive it is a future reality and we thank God for it like we already have it. Guess what starts to happen? it begins to materialize. In the same way I stepped into that office and saw, oh wait, I'm helping people write books. Bam! As soon as I agreed, as soon as I received that, it manifested that very same day. And guys, I could give you story after story after story. I mean, this is the way this ministry is being built. I am standing every single day for those that God has called to surrender to the call of God on their life and to fulfill it. I am receiving sons of God every day, bringers of the unseen into the scene every single day by faith, by stepping into the future where you guys are already living your purpose. I am here to stand for the manifestation of who you are and the destiny that you have been called by God to manifest. I'm a bringer of the unseen. But what I do is I go get other bringers of the unseen into the scene and I bring them into the scene. And so as you connect with your future and you connect to those things that God is saying, create this, create this, this is you. This is what I've called you to do. This is who you are. You are manifesting my glory when you become who I created you to be. When you live in your inheritance, when you live off of your inheritance in heaven, when you... When you need a new car, you don't go earn it, you receive it. When you need something to fulfill all righteousness and demonstrate that heaven is now, guess what? You don't earn it, you receive it. And this is the way you do it. You see it as done. You see it as a future that is already accomplished. And you know what happens? You get grateful for it. You get grateful for it and you experience it. You go into that future and you feel it like you have it now. its It becomes a walking meditation where you are living as your future self. You are living in your destiny. You are living in the dreams that God has put in your heart. You are seeing the fulfillment of everything that God has placed in your heart, right? And you do that by feeling it done by being grateful that it's done and by walking in that reality now as though it's already done. It's like you're super imposing the future on the now. And when you connect to the future as if it's already done, you know what starts to happen? Everything starts to shift. Everything starts to move in the direction of it manifesting. I wrote down a few things that I wanted to share with you guys today. Uh, When you are living in the as if it's done state, okay, meaning you have received this thing, you see it is done, you can feel it is done, you are grateful as though it is already done, you know that it's done, that's what faith is, that's what's entering into rest is, you just know that this is a reality greater than the 3D realm around you. You just know it, you know it in your heart. You believe in your heart. You you see it with your spiritual eyes and you you feel the gratefulness, you feel the excitement. You feel it, oh, I'm so excited I have this, right? When you're in that state and you live in that state and you visit that state, here's what happens, right? You make decisions as though you already have it. I'm pausing on purpose you make decisions from your future self. You make decisions as though you're already living in that future. And you know what those decisions do? Well, they're acts of faith. You're operating like you already have it. And guess what? Every step, every decision that you make, when you make it from that future reality, guess what happens? It starts to manifest that super reality, that, that future reality. It draws it into the now. Secondly, Here's what happens in just the quantum realm. You become a vibrational match for it. What do I mean by that? That future has a frequency. We have a frequency. Everything on the planet has a frequency. Love has a frequency. Feelings have frequencies. And when we, a a, a principle of quantum, the quantum faith, I guess is what I would call it, a principle of quantum faith is that we attract what we're a vibrational match for. And when we are vibrating as an identity and as a possessor of things, guess what starts to happen? The universe begins to recognize, creation begins to recognize that vibrational match and it it starts to orchestrate circumstances to bring it to you, right? And you begin to rendezvous in your timeline. You begin to rendezvous with everything that's needed In order for that to become reality, it's a setup, you guys, it's, I call it the vortex. It's like you live in the vortex, this is what I said, where everything you need shows up perfectly. You know, it's that scripture, all things work together for good. Everything is showing up exactly, even not necessarily the good things. Those things, if they're not good, guess what they're doing? They're changing you. They're developing patience. They're creating spiritual muscle. They're, it's like the eagle. You're using those things to go higher. You're learning things. You're having revelation in those seasons of resistance or those times of, of resistance because what you need, the lesson that you need is in that situation. But it's not there to kill you. It's there to reveal you. It's just like the storm that rose up when Jesus said he's crossing to the other side. That was there to reveal the glory of Jesus. It was to reveal to the disciples that, look, you can speak to things. I am the son of God. It was for them, not, I mean, even though they thought it was there to kill them, it wasn't there to kill them. It was there to reveal glory. That's why our afflictions are just for a moment. They're light while we look at things that are unseen while we keep it, our eyes fixed on the high calling of God and we press towards that mark of the high calling, that, that that future that God is wanting to use you and I as a channel to manifest it through. No different than Mary, right? Manifesting the word of God and, and, and being the vessel through which the word of God became flesh we may not be pregnant with jesus but we are pregnant with visions from jesus we are pregnant with a calling from jesus and we are here to be the womb and to co-create with god so when you you are grateful when you already have it you make decisions when you believe that you already have it you are a vibrational match for the very thing that you're creating when you, when you are grateful and in the state as if you already have it, you rendezvous with everything that's needed for it to manifest. When you stay in this state, you live in a vortex where everything you need shows up perfectly and you take action like you've already have it. You take inspired actions towards its fulfillment. Years ago, the Lord told me, Shalice, you're going to have to act like you've got money. Meaning you're going to have to believe that you can never run out because what I have called you to do is more than you can see. It's more than you can hold in the natural, but you have unlimited resources. All of heaven is backing you up. And this is not just a word for me, guys. This is a word for anyone who is called to live a life of purpose, which guess what? Is all of you, right? There are lessons along the way. I remember another time when the Lord said to me, Shalise, I will finance your learning curve man, I think I just made some decisions, like I already had it or done some things. And I don't know, maybe it didn't turn out the way that I thought. And he said, you know what, some lessons, learning to live by faith can be expensive, but I finance your education and I finance your learning curve. So don't worry about making mistakes. Mistakes is how you learn. When you get out of the boat, you might sink the first time, but guess what? I'm right there. I'm right there and I will never let you sink. I will applaud your effort and I will say, good job getting out of the boat. Now, listen, why did you look at the storm? Why did you come back and look at the natural realm? Why didn't you keep your eyes focused on me and what I have spoken? No, don't look at the natural realm. Don't look at the storms. Can't stay focused on me. So beloved, this is deep stuff I'm teaching today, but God told me to put it out there. Why? Because for so many of you, you are living below your dreams. You are living below your inheritance. You are not connected to your desires. You are trapped in time. You are trapped in the scene realm. And you are confused about who you are and how this works. And so God said, lay it out there because everyone within the sound of your voice, Shalice, you are called to them. They are bringers of the unseen into the seen and there are no limits on what they can bring. There is no limit on what they can create. Just like there's no limit on what I can create because I'm in them. I am them. They are in me. We create. We bring into the scene the things that are unseen. And there is a world that is hurting. There is a world to save. There are cities to transform. There are families that need a vision of their legacy. There is so much work to be done, guys, but we don't work in the natural. We do not toil. We work in the spirit. We are manifestors by nature. We are creators by nature, and there is absolutely nothing that you can't create if you simply can believe. And seeing it finished, seeing it done, stepping into the future, feeling it, living in the unseen as a right now reality, is the key. It's the key to the kingdom. It's the key to unlocking your inheritance. Heck, it's the key to you stepping into your true identity because your identity is unseen too. So believe the gospel, beloved, believe all things are possible and begin to connect with your desires and go for it. Don't worry about the mistakes you're making. Don't worry about, oh, well, I should have already done this by now or I'm late or gosh, I just had two weeks where I was in a massive wobble and I don't even think I remembered who Jesus was or, you know, stop all that. Start afresh today. Everything we see was created in six days. Now, maybe not, you know, my, my new fancy microphone. I mean, there's things that we're still creating. Humans are creating all the time. This technology we're creating all the time. We are creators, we are innovators, and we are here to serve humanity, guys, with our visions, to love and serve God and man with all of the vast resources of heaven, with all of the vast resources of this earth. We live in a redeemed universe. We lived in a redeemed creation, and it is moaning, it is groaning for us to wake up Wake up, beloved. You are a bringer of the unseen into the seen, and it is time. It is time to manifest everything you need. For some of you, that means working with me. It means enrolling in Emerge. It means taking uh, taking that first step so that you can have these awakened senses, so that you can reprogram your mind so that you live in union with Jesus, so that you can receive the vision and the purpose that God has for your life. Don't be afraid, beloved. Don't be afraid to surrender to... Gosh, a life that is beyond your wildest dreams. God says he does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, all we dare think or dream. And it's according to what's inside of us. It's according to what we already have. We have everything we need to manifest uh, heaven on earth. All that's left to do is renew our mind so that we believe it and learn how to operate in it. So I love you so much. What an honor it is to come and get to share with you guys on these podcasts. And I cannot wait to see what's about to manifest in your life, what's about to manifest in my life, in the life of our tribe. I am so excited for this year, for this month, for this day, because all things are actually possible. So let's go have some fun. Let's create. Let's see some desires fulfilled and let's glorify God. All right, beloved. Love you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.